some cases I'll help someone out and I'll say, look, it sounds like you are comfortable with this. You're a small business owner. You own a plumbing company or you own a restaurant. It sounds like you can take care of this. I don't want to charge you. And, and you move forward with your process with us and you just feel dragged down. I want to make sure that you succeed. So if in our cases, we have, we have sometimes we've mentored people into managing these ads and moving forward with, with them doing that as well. And I think that's where the industry is kind of going. Hello, I'm David Park, and this is Beyond the Script. This podcast is for decision makers looking to grow their company. Through our conversations with current game changers, we learn their insights, stories, and tactics that we can use to grow today. In this episode, we have Daniel Perez from Click Connect Media, offering marketing and sales solutions for small businesses. Welcome to Beyond the Script. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, great. Talk to us about your company and your role. So at Click Connect Media, we offer marketing and sales solutions for small businesses, mainly brick and mortar businesses, as well as service providers and professionals. My role as the CEO and founder of this company is to obviously help help others out there, help them build their sales funnels, build their, their marketing tools that they're utilizing, and, and really just be that person of contact throughout the process. Okay. So how'd you end up here? How'd you get to this point? It was actually interesting. I got to this point. I was an accounting and finance major at Temple University. I had zero experience in marketing, and I just thought to myself, I'm going to become a CPA, and I'm just going to take the high road and, and live a normal life. <laughs> okay. And I worked for a CPA for three months, mm. and what I noticed that he was doing a lot was marketing. Not so much being an accountant, but really getting his business out there. And I found that more interesting than handling people's tax returns and, and all of that. So I decided to look more into it. Thank God for, you know, video platforms out there to really teach teach me some of that process. And I decided, the heck with this, I'm going to try to start my own business. I got a few people, and then eventually things started to grow. That was about five years ago. So you were working at a accounting firm <laughs> for three months, right out of school, I'm guessing. I finished my degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went through with that. But after three months, I, I just realized, look, this is clearly not for me. I'm, I'm more of a, a social person, and I wanted to help other businesses out there like this accountant. And I decided to take the plunge and start my own business. Uh, who were your clients in the beginning? In the beginning, it was a lot of real estate agents. My family is involved in the real estate industry. And some attorneys, some accounts as well, because I have that experience, but mainly professionals. And then I decided to challenge myself and started to work with contractors, restaurant owners, the blue collar type workers out there, because I felt that they were the the ones that were struggling the most, didn't really know how to operate a business overall. And this was a great opportunity for me to step in, not only offer my services, but to provide them with right resources to help them grow. And why did you go to that direction? I decided to go down that direction, like I said, because it was it was a challenge for me. Yeah. And I felt that in that particular sector of working with other professionals, there's there could be a lot of ups and downs with that as far as customer experience. 
And I wanted to make sure I could give the best, utmost customer experience. And and I, I felt that working with professionals initially was a great challenge for me. But ultimately, their knowledge and expertise of how to run a business was much greater than in the service industry. And I really wanted to touch the pain points of those service providers, like roofers, flooring companies, restaurant owners, haircut salons, you name it, because they are the ones who don't really know how to operate a business as much. And in some ways, that's that's also a challenge to get them started as a client. But in other ways, maybe I could be the starting point to them succeeding. Do they usually take longer to make a decision or...? Surprisingly, they're actually pretty quick because there's less there's less board members involved, there's less partners involved, there's less of that hesitation. They feel like you're smarter than them, which I feel like I'm no shape or form smarter than, than most people out there. But in their case, they feel like you're smarter in this industry and they respect that. Whereas other professionals, and not to speak generally, but other professionals, it can be helpful to them with the services and value you offer. But in some cases, you do have professionals out there who pick up things very quickly and and they feel that they can take a step further in their business. And I try to mentor them in a best exit strategy as possible and not in a personal way, but they feel like they can manage their Facebook ads better or they could do a service on their own. And that's totally fine by me. I wanna add as much value as I can and for as long as possible for the client. So if I could offer them better services, then that's what I'll do. If not, point them to the right resource and and make sure that they're started, they're progressing in the right fashion. I see. And how do you guys usually meet? We usually meet face-to-face if it's in Philadelphia. If it is somewhere in California, I'll do a video conference call and that's essentially how most of our meetings go. And your clients, how do you usually get your clients? So I practice what I preach. I do a lot of Facebook ads, but I also do a lot of networking. Okay. I'm out at network after work events and a lot of events out there that will ultimately be a place where I can meet other professionals and service providers in the field. I also go to conferences where I can meet realtors. For example, I, I went to the Real Estate Expo in Edison not too long ago, where I can meet people that are in the industry. And even if it doesn't lead to a client, you never know who someone knows. And and maybe I need help in something in my business that they can provide. And what's like number one thing you would tell people or clients about Facebook in terms of how they use it or like how they, you know, how they should contact you about using it? Sure. So the one thing with Facebook, the main factor of Facebook is that Facebook is a company also, and they make a lot of changes as they grow as a company. So when you work with us, we work with those changes that are being made. If there's any regulations or violations or laws that are prohibiting from a business to progress, for example, we had a multi-level marketing company contact us and they needed help with Facebook ads. And there are a lot of nuances with Facebook. So you have to be careful about what type of ad you're getting out there, how to get a lead, and what that lead is coming from, where that lead is coming from, and how you're gathering that lead. The great thing about Facebook, and you can also argue with Instagram, is that 
both of these platforms, you're able to attract new, you know, entrepreneurs as well as uh, your customers as they're as as accessible as possible. But the other factor is how accessible are they if you don't know how to create an audience? Do you really know your profile? So what we try to do with Facebook and, and Instagram is making sure that your avatar, your customer profile is as strong as possible. And also testing out those ads to make sure that the graphics, the audience, everything runs smoothly. And so that way you're not spending too much money on an ad that probably won't work. That sounds super stressful. And it does, but but at the same time, a lot of people find it like this is very easy. I can do this. Oh, I don't need your help. Well, good luck. When you start testing out those ads yeah. and they don't perform well or your customer or your cost per acquisition is high and you're a restaurant and you're making zero money from these Facebook ads, that's going to be a problem. I have a lot of people also contact me who are using Google AdWords and they're putting up ads and they get zero leads or they make zero money from it and they spend thousands of dollars. What we're trying to do is help you build a better ROI from these ads as well as have a strong presence in terms of your digital presence out there. What's the normal learning curve? Like how long does it usually take? So normally it would take from the point of discovery call where we're talking to the person, discovering their needs to the point of developing whether they need a website or they they need a Facebook page. Some cases they'll even have a Facebook group, which has also been beneficial and new to the industry. That process could take anywhere between two to eight weeks. And really what we're trying to look for is, are you capable of managing the, the platform after that? And if you need us moving forward, then what will that process look like? And for us, that process has been mainly monthly phone calls, monthly reports, etc. But we always like to try to set that expectation beforehand. Some cases I'll help someone out and I'll say, look, it sounds like you are comfortable with this. You're a small business owner. You own a plumbing company or you own a restaurant. It sounds like you can take care of this. I don't want to charge you. And, and you move forward with your process with us and you just feel dragged down. I want to make sure that you succeed. So if in our cases, we have, we have sometimes we've mentored people into managing these ads and moving forward with, with them doing that as well. And I think that's where the industry is kind of going. There are a lot of courses out there. There are a lot of explanations of how to do this within social media platforms. And I think that a lot of companies are taking the approach of we'll be that agency for you to answer any questions, making sure that you launch properly. And you see this with a lot of startups that the launching process, the startup process is where the hard work comes in. After that, if you need our help, we'll be there for you. Okay. So do you guys have like a month-to-month contract or year-to-year? So for us, it's month-to-month. And, you know, if you want to sign a year, that's great. And we found that our process has been three to six months to get good results, to see how well you're performing, and to see how how much impressions you're getting, how many likes you're, you're getting, and really your engagement rate and conversion rate are the two most important rates. For us, we try to strive for at least... 40% or more on conversion rates. And with impressions, we try to strive for engagement. We try to strive for 
10% at least in, in terms of the engagement with your audience on these platforms. So it takes a couple months to get established. And if you don't know what you're doing, how long do you think it'll take? Well, that's the part where we come in and right. we'll, help, we'll show you what, what to do. There are people that we've spoken to where they say, look, Daniel, I want to do this for three months and, and really take this off and then kind of have it run on autopilot and automate this. And we can help that process and kind of cut our rate down a little bit more. So when it comes to an agency, we're pretty flexible in that. We're not just, here's our cost, take it or leave it. So that's that kind of differentiates us from others. And on an average, like uh, if I own a restaurant and I come to you, how much would I be giving to Facebook for those ads? Like how much would I be spending? Sure, that's a great question. So when it comes to Facebook, I always say to people, have at least a few hundred to test out and just imagine that you're holding a few hundred dollars in your hand and you just burn that money. <laughs> that's that's what you need at least to start off with. Because testing out these ads, you're talking about graphics, you're talking about content, you're talking about how to capture those leads and making sure that when you're running A-B testing, split testing, that those products that you're throwing out there to Facebook are the right products that your customers want. And if one ad works, great, we run with that ad. If one ad doesn't work, we may tone it down a little bit. And we have a platform that we use that is able to help with that process. Is that your platform or something? We're, we're partnered with a company, a, okay. a disclosed company, but we, we actually are able to track the process of how many impressions are you getting, how many clicks are you getting, and, and all of that. What's nice about this is when you're in the process of Facebook ads and, and how much should you spend, you could test these ads out and then you could say, you know what, I want this ad to run for $500 a month and this ad to run $300 a month. And how many ads are you running at the same time? So, you know, depending on the client, it, it could be anywhere from one ad to 10 ads. It, it really just depends on what their products are, how many services they're offering, if it's a restaurant, are they looking to get people to comment on a post? Are they looking people to order directly through the restaurant? And what's what's nice about it is we work with any type of ad budget. So if you have an ad budget of $500 a month, we can find a plan for you. If you have an ad budget of $20,000 a month plus, uh, we can find a, a, a plan for you as well. It really just depends on how you're strategizing after that. You know, once you get the customer to your website, what does that website look like? And certainly that's that's something Click Connect has been changing things for, for people. And what's your favorite platform that you like to use? For social media? Yeah. Or just ads in general? Like sure. So I would say what's an interesting one is Instagram. Okay. You know, Instagram, there's that connection between media providers and people that are in the industry to just put out as much content as possible. And then there's that connection between that and you have photographers, you have models, you have fitness instructors. And really it's it's interesting because you could have an ad that goes out there for let's say a restaurant and you're having all types of people out there who who are influencers or have connections and have a network out there. 
it's really in, in the way I look at it, it's like having a giant network where you have tiny networks within that with followers, etc. Where ClickConnect has implemented influencer marketing, where we'll talk with certain influencers to work with a specific product or with a specific, if it's, let's say, a law firm and they're of the lifestyle influencer field, then that's something where we could say, maybe this is a route that you take instead of running Instagram ads. So I just like Instagram because it can it can give you more flexibility than than what Facebook can offer and, and maybe with, uh, with the other platforms. And which one has the highest return on investment? At this point, I would I would have to say Facebook has the highest return on your investment. So not not Instagram for that. It really just depends on what type of industry that you're in. But from from what I've noticed is if you're an individual and you're representing yourself, Instagram can have a huge effect. Whereas in Facebook, if you're an HVAC company, you know face, Facebook use, uh, will, Facebook will be the one for you. It's tough to use Instagram models for your AC. Uh, it's tough, but look, but look, if if there's something out there for you where maybe if it's you know if you're an HVAC company has one thing, but what if you're teaching HVAC companies how to grow their business? Okay. You could offer a course, and that could be sold through Instagram. So I never try to cut corners and say, well, you're an HVAC company, maybe we shouldn't test Instagram. Might as well test it out and see what what happens and how it works. Okay. And so, what's your top? Top three platforms that you like? Yeah, I would say Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, okay. Yeah. And okay. and I would say Twitter kind of tinkers at, you know, if we can put in a fourth one there. Yeah. But what's nice about with, with Twitter is that for companies that are not looking to maybe necessarily run ads, but to find business mm-hmm. through Twitter, you know, that's that seems to be a huge push right now with service providers if they're looking for plumbing services or if they're looking for a roofer, Twitter has been accessible for for that in the local market. And how do you use LinkedIn? LinkedIn, it's the same as well. You know, you can use that through through ads as well. And it's also something that can be available just by posts and engagement in that posts and and live videos, et cetera, where we can point the direction for that particular company. Yeah, I noticed LinkedIn has a lot of live videos now, or it's starting to. Exactly. That's, uh, that's pretty new, huh? It's fairly new, and, and what's uh, what's been also new in the LinkedIn world is uh, voice recordings that are being sent out instead of a typed message. Oh, I saw something like that. Yeah, and what's nice about the live videos is really just getting a lot of content out there. And we'll tell this to our clients, Look, I know you're using us for Facebook ads, or I, I know that you're a restaurant and you're using our website for ordering and reserving. But why not, as a restaurant owner, do a live video of your opening or do a live video of your chefs cooking something up really nice and putting that on LinkedIn? Just These, putting everyone... Just putting, putting everyone on high alert that yeah. you're out there and you're, you are offering as much content as possible. And this is obviously free service. It's free advice as being part of our clients and our network. Just by saying, look, this is the new age of of how things are handled. It's all about the content that you're putting there. Yeah, I'll just be hungry. (laughs) People are doing that. Like, what the? Do you have any current insights in your industry? I would say the 
one insight that I would say would, would fit well with our industry is Facebook groups. I think Facebook groups is is certainly something that can take off. And if a lot more businesses knew how to utilize Facebook groups and, and make it accessible to their clients as well as um, their customers, I think it, it can be something where it's helpful to everyone. It's helpful to their community. So one thing that I saw with, with an insurance company that I'm working with is they create a Facebook group where they're helping other insurance agents out there. And this is a great way for them to recruit other insurance agents. So there's always an angle to how Facebook groups work. And I think that a lot of digital marketers out there are jumping on the bandwagon of Facebook groups and showing people how to actually create that group and and even helping their clients long-term. Nice. So that would be one insight I would give. Okay. What's your biggest pain point? My biggest pain point as a company, just like most companies out there, is is just scaling. I would say the one thing that we we try to focus on is quality customer support. And me as the project manager, CEO, and someone who's working with our CFO and working with our with our other partners, I'm always busy trying to help others out. And one thing that we've been working on tremendously is just making more products out there so we could scale in a better capacity, but also just adding you know value to that. So as a company, when you are trying to add value and trying to be the best you can be with each customer, sometimes you're not focused on getting a thousand customers, but maybe you know twenty to a hundred quality customers. So I would say that you know seems to be a pain point. I think it's a pain point for our customers as well. Mm, okay. Do you have any uh, announcements you want to make? So we just recently launched a platform where you can, as a restaurant owner, you can sign up through our website, simply have three tiers that you can choose from where you have ordering, reservations, other functionalities and features that are available specifically to restaurants and What's nice about it is we have a pricing tier where it's completely free. You get a website, your customers are able to order, create reservations. You also have an admin dashboard where you're able to see all the orders come in, create, uh, you know, have to be 21 and older if, if alcohol involved, other restrictions available as well. And that's free pricing uh, model right now with a 5% commission on all orders. And we do have pricing tiers after that. So pretty exciting stuff because I think a lot of restaurants out there, they don't want to deal with the mumbo jumbo of like having a beautiful website. And it's nice to obviously wow their customers and that's what we're going to do. But really it's getting down to business, like getting sales. Okay, your phone number is there. I need to order. I need to reserve. I need to get there as soon as possible. What I think separates us from the competition is is the amount of value we're adding and and also our comparisons, which will which we have listed on our website, just simply outduels some of the other platforms out there and keeping all your customers in one spot. So that's our one big announcement and you know hopefully getting that to other restaurants out there. And what's the website? So that's uh, you can go onto clickconnectmedia.com. You can also check check us out at restaurants.clickconnectmedia.com. Okay, and this is something that's pretty new. 
It's yes. It's how not. long have you guys been working on it? Already? We've been working on it for about three months now. Okay. It's been a, a grinding process, and in terms of having the right dashboard out there, something that's simple, easy to use for a restaurant owner, and also what we would try to take into consideration is yes, there are other platforms out there. So what are they doing, and how could we differentiate ourselves from that, and, and just make it more accessible to our clients who unfortunately cannot pay for a website or maybe just just wants to have something available to their customers immediately. Well, and what's the turnaround time for that? So to get a free website and to get their menu optimized, their menu on the website and, and to get started, really that turnaround time can be a matter of a week to two weeks. I see. All right, that's good. And you said it was free? Yes, it is free. Like I said, there is a 5% commission okay. on all orders. When it comes to other platforms out there, that is a fairly low commission rate. And do you think you'll expand into different industries or just stick with this restaurant? So what we're, we're trying to work on right now is how could we better other industries out there while also being part of the sales process, considering that we're part of the, the commission side of restaurants, how can we be part of the sales process while offering free services to that industry? So we are giving some thought on that, but I don't have any specific industries yet to disclose. Okay. What's the one question that you keep getting asked from your clients? So the one question I keep getting asked is, what is going to be my return on my investment? You know, what is my ROI? if I go down this path? What is my ROI if I go down this path? And what I always say to people is, look, your customers and the people that you're working with, these are the people that we have to identify. And once we identify that and we get to those people just as they're ready to buy, because that's the name of the game. Once you get your content out there, especially when you put your content to people that are ready to buy and ready to move forward with you, then your ROI is gonna be high. And you're going to make a ton of money through Facebook ads, through LinkedIn ads, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. And quite frankly, it doesn't really matter what product you offer. Just a matter of if you get if you know your customer well enough and you know exactly when they're ready to buy and you put the right content out there, your ROI is going to be high. But if you don't utilize us or if you're not utilizing, heck, if you don't use us, you want to use another digital marketing company how well are they identifying that and how well are they pushing your product to get in front of those buyers immediately okay i see have you had any problems with partners or staff i've had a couple of i guess misunderstandings when it comes to you know working in a sales team you know i've been fortunate enough to work with sales reps who are tremendous at their job and and one thing that i always like to do with my clients is set expectations look if you want to be part of our sales team it's a grinding business there are a lot of digital marketers out there we have to always try to differentiate ourselves and that's why i always say the value that you add the customer service that you add is the most important part to our business and this is why people stay with us and move forward with us so if you don't set that expectation from the beginning or if you come off as salesy or if you come off as, yeah, I'm just going to offer them this product, 
even though I know they can't afford it, and I know they probably won't go down that road. I'm just going to, because I know that they're a restaurant, they make a lot of money, so I'm going to charge them more than probably on average. So I've had a couple of mishaps with that, and it's a learning process. And I think for myself, I learned from other startups and growing businesses out there that it's important to have a strong hiring process and and just understand that, look, you know, there are people out there that have different experiences just to understand their experiences more before making that plunge of, of, of bringing someone on board. And what did you implement to uh, make that process stronger? So one thing I implemented, and I know it's, you know, for other larger companies, it's it can work well. But one thing I said was, let's imagine that I'm the customer and I'm going to give you a few scenarios. I think that I've always, <laughs> as a person who's interviewed for something like that, maybe not in that capacity as a salesperson, but in the capacity of being interviewed, those are like, those are scary questions. You don't really want to go down that road. You're hoping that they wouldn't ask that. But I try to ask that and not to scare them off, but to just say, look, this is the reality. If I put you in this situation and the customer is upset, how do you react to that? If the customer says to you, well, let me talk to my wife or my partner or whoever, what's your reaction to that? And to see those reactions and to see how they respond to that, I think that tells more than whether they graduated from UPenn or or whatever. This is really the name of the game in the sales world is how do you react to certain situations and how are you proactive in other situations? And do you have any other questions that you add or you like to discuss? Yeah, I would say I would say one question that I I try to ask when I'm in the interview process is if a customer says to you, I'm not interested, what are your favorite responses to that? So I think I think some people, they have different approaches. And sometimes I like to hear that. I've heard some people give a response of, hey, that's great. Can I reach back out to you in a month later? Or whatever that may be. But I always like to ask that question. Hey, I'm, you know what? I'm just not interested. Or please stop calling me or whatever that is. What is your response to that? And, and I think that that seems to be one of my favorite questions because let's face it in, in any business you're going to get a lot of rejection and it's just learning how to accept that rejection and and maybe come up with something that can be a, a better re- response and what's a good response and a bad response i would say a, a bad response would be well you know before i let you go have you heard of this product or how about maybe i'll i'll talk to you tomorrow or or you're rushing them to make a decision when they said, look, I'm just not interested right now, or I, or I need to, or I, you know, I need to think about it. I think anytime you're rushing a customer to make a decision, the immediate response and what they feel within 10 seconds is, no, I do not want to work with you. you sound like a person that doesn't know what they're talking about. And that's a good question. I would say a good response when someone says to me, look, I'm not interested right now, I would say, or they just say, I'm not interested. I would say, are you not interested right now? Are you not interested in a month from now? Do you see yourself actually implementing this strategy in in a month from now or two months from now? And they'll say, well, you know what, actually, I'm just, I'm interested maybe in two months from now. And I'd say, okay, something like this, when it comes to strategizing, it takes about a couple of weeks how about I reach out to you in, in a m- month and a half from now or, or whatever that time frame is? And, and let's just jump on another call just to catch up. 
And sometimes I'll say another good response would just be, why don't we just keep tabs and, and see how we're doing in a month from now? And people don't mind that. They'll say, yeah, you know what? Let's see how we're doing. <laughs> you know, as long as we keep it casual and, and nothing where they have to make a big decision, that's the direction I go. Another option that I would take is I'm not interested because of the product that you offer. I would ask them, well, what exactly was your pain point? Because it seemed like your pain point was X. And now I want to make sure that we are fulfilling that pain point. Because if we're not, I want to know, is there anything else that you're struggling with? And once you figure out their struggles and you feel like you're able to fulfill that, then they might start to teeter-tot to, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need this right now. Or maybe I do need this in the near future. Okay. Uh, Can you share a horror story that you experienced while running the company? So, horror story. I would say my... First year uh, was just a horror show (laughs) because, uh, you know, running a business, you you start to doubt yourself and you start to get clients that you're like, why did I decide to go into business with this person? So I I actually have an interesting story where I was working with essentially this person provides services to lawyers that are investigative work. And this person was based out in the Midwest. And, you know, this person was looking to get a website and some marketing campaign as well to reach out to lawyers through Facebook. And unfortunately, the process, which I tried to set in that expectation, was clearly not communicated well to them. And that's that's on me, where maybe they didn't understand me fully of how long that process takes and, and all that. And, you know... This person jumped out of nowhere and decided to sue me. What? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, how many months in? This was after six months in. Six months in. Yeah. Okay. And and I and I'll admit to this. And I was a little bit surprised, and yeah. it got me thinking. Like, okay, maybe I need to really question a little bit of who I'm working with. Person, as I could tell from the beginning, was a little bit hostile, and so so they decided to sue me. And I said, look, let me contact your lawyer. I'm happy to refund you everything. I'm even happy to give you the full product, the website, whatever you need to get started. Just don't sue me, bro. You just don't sue me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I was okay with that. Not because of the fact that you want to sue me, but just because like, look, if you're unhappy, I'm, I'm happy to give you your money back. I'm not the type of person who's going to run away and do that. And I said to, to him, I hope we can, you know, have a better relationship moving forward. We don't really talk nowadays, but the fact of the matter is I tried ending that situation well. And I'll admit, like getting a letter from his lawyer was uh, a little bit, uh, you know, my heart, you know, stopped uh, for a second. So I think like overall, just I was a little bit happy with myself that I was able to handle the situation well. And it didn't lead down to, uh, you know, a terrible situation. (laughs) So was that addressed right away or did it take a little bit longer than normal? Well, I addressed the situation right away. And I think that it was a learning lesson for me as far as as many calls as I need with the client beforehand, before they become a client, I'm, I'm happy to take because I'd rather know this person before I decide to take on a, a, pro, a monthly project or a yearly project. And, and they're the person that, like I said, is hostile or a person that 
you simply just cannot do business with. So I think what I learned from that process was just, it's okay if, if something goes wrong, but it's better to find the red flags beforehand so it doesn't happen again. And what were some of the red flags? I would say, like I said, the one red flag was just that person was impatient. This is a type of service where you have to be a little bit patient. You have to understand that it's not just as simple as hiring some guy, handing out flyers out on 15th and, and Chestnut. Yeah. Just, you know, all right, come check out this business and someone just walks into the business. You're talking, you have to understand their platforms that they're using and you have to understand their clients and, and how to get their clients into the into the door. So I think that was one thing that I noticed as a red flag was that this person was just not patient. Um, and like what were some of the things that told you that? You know, how what's taking so long, these types of questions, uh, you know, where's this piece? I need this broken down. You know, a website is a website. You know, there's some websites more functional than others. His website was pretty basic, but he wanted things done immediately and it just does not work that way when you have certain customizations that you need. So just questions that, that came off as like, look, you clearly want things done immediately and as if I work for you and I do work for you as your business partner in, in this operations, but at the same time, you are a client and I do want to respect your time. So if, if there's something that there's an expectation that you're seeing and we're not fulfilling that, then maybe this isn't a good partnership. So. Okay. And do you have a favorite resource that you like to use for reference or learning? I would say, I would say the best resource that I found thus far has been, I'm dead serious, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because with YouTube, it's not just about what can you learn and stay within YouTube. It's the ideas that you get from YouTube. So I always say to, let's say if I'm talking to, you know, a particular business, I would just say like follow the steps of YouTube. If you start with one video, you know, let's just say, how do you effectively manage your employees who are, who are taking reservations? I don't know. Some sort of video that will give indication to your business and how can you effectively manage your employees better. So I would say go onto YouTube and then go down the trickle effect of finding similar videos. And then maybe it'll give you some idea um, in your business of, of what to do. There are a lot of eBooks and resources out there that, that you can get. There's one company that fading the name, but maybe you can add it in afterwards, but essentially you can get some eBooks on digital marketing, the tech industry, et cetera, and you can get more information on that. But for me, it's been, it's been YouTube and, and that's, I think a common resource that everyone knows about, but if you utilize it rightly and right, and you know which direction to head, you can find a lot of great resources. Yeah, a few people mentioned that. That's great. What kind of growth are you expecting next year? So the growth that we're expecting is really to triple, you know, or 3.5 in our business. I think that one thing that we're hoping to really accomplish is getting some personal investments involved into the business and then and then eventually going down the road of seed funding and making sure that our business is ready for that. Mm -hmm. There are some 
challenges and a lot of legal obligations to, to go through that. But I think for us, it's really important to grow from our current network. And I think what I say to all my clients is who are three people or three businesses that you know that they owe you money or they owe you something that you could say to them, hey, I got a guy or I have a person or I have an agency that could really help you out. And maybe Click Connect Media could be that person for you. And I think that a lot of other businesses don't utilize that more frequently than not. And I think this is what could help us scale and at least be better known in the, you know, better part of the Northeast region of this country or anywhere around the country. How much are you trying to raise? So I'm hoping from from personal investments, I'm hoping to raise $750,000 and then from there, see how we're progressing in in our revenue and and how much we've earned after uh, year end. And what are you guys going to do with the money? We're going to spend it on people, hopefully hire and bring on certain sales reps in in certain pods of the country and and also bring on developers to help redevelop, fix any feedback that we get from our current customers and how can we better our product uh, moving forward. And would that be in the same location as you are? or? Yeah, I would say Philadelphia has been some thoughts. Uh, I, I, in my thoughts, it's been whether it's Philadelphia. I've also looked into Kansas City, Salt Lake City. These are new popping places for startups. Okay. And I think that there's some potential there as well. Have you been there? I've actually not visited there. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm looking to make some trips soon. I'm actually planning on making a trip, hopefully, to to other areas as well if if it maybe if it's somewhere local here but but really it's just to find the best of the best in terms of developers and a lot of these small cities like i mentioned they're small kansas city can can be fairly big to other small cities they have like omaha yeah like omaha <laughs> well don't question omaha i mean yeah, yeah i was there like four months ago <laughs> oh really yeah so i you know and i've and i've experienced that uh, just because I, I grew up in, in uh, Bucks County, and I feel like if you, if you could set yourself a name in one small area and at least get the developers that are moving to these areas from San Francisco, from these bigger conglomerate cities, this, it might be an opportunity for us to step in before it starts to, to boom. So, Okay. Who inspires you? Who inspires me the most? Honestly, I would I would say is my mom, and I know that most people like throw out Grant Cardone and and all this stuff. But my mom's a, a single mom; she owns her own businesses. I swear she owns like thirty different businesses she's a part of. I'm maybe not thirty, but she always feels like she has to get her hands in everything. And sometimes she gets her hands in into uh, my personal situation. I try to say, hey, mom, thanks. I appreciate it. But, <laughs> but what I appreciate the most and I admire the most about her is just her tenacity. I, I think a lot of people, when they see an entrepreneur, they think, oh, my God, this person's got, uh, you know, they got, uh, you know, a shirt on with jeans and they're doing a TED Talk and they're a billionaire. But then there's that entrepreneur like my mom who's just – tenacious and working hard daily, working from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. And I think that's that truly to me 
is an entrepreneur, someone who's working smart, but at the same time working hard to, to provide. And she's just been a woman who's just constantly been giving to myself, to my family, and to everyone. And, and I think that's what we try to take on at Click Connect is giving back, you know, whether it's giving back to nonprofits or giving back to other organizations. You know, this is, this is part of being an entrepreneur is being part of the community, networking, and, and uh, giving back. Oh, that explains a lot about your three months' time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any uh, favorite books that you like? Favorite books? I would say Money by uh, uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, I believe it's titled Money. Oh, uh, uh, Masters. Master, yeah. Masters of Money or something. Masters of Money. I call it Money. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I see it on my bookshelf and it just says Money. So I'm like, that's the book I get on top of. I think uh, uh, he interviewed Ray Dalio for that. Yeah. Whether um, he interviewed all uh, other uh, strategy and yeah, he interviewed he yeah. yeah he um I I like that book a lot just because he really puts things into perspective for you. Yeah. And and I also think that as a business owner, you really need to know how to manage your money. Uh, one thing I learned from accounting and finance is if you don't know how to manage your money and you don't know what direction your company is headed. From a financial perspective, mm-hmm. you're just shooting away at, at at resources that probably are not necessary or probably won't help your business. I mean, those are two different s- skills. Like, uh, I remember reading about this. So, a, a CEO becomes a CEO because he's good at you know networking and getting things done. But when he's when he's in charge of uh, allocating capital and resources. I mean that's a whole different ball game. So they usually flop just because, not that they're not smart or anything. It's just that it's a whole different skill set. Exactly. And they're it, just like, what the heck? Yeah, and even if you hire the the right resource, uh, consultants, you, yeah. consultants, whatever it is, you still got to know what what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. How involved are you? And and knowing that process, I think the best CEOs that I've seen working in this industry have been ones who are well aware of what traction their business is going, how much all of their results, statistics they know about their business. So what I like about Tony Robbins' book is just maybe just giving a different perspective on life and, and how to, to really spend your money. And I think it gives me a lot of ideas as far as you know the direction I'm heading on a personal level. And I think for, for anyone who is interested in, in books about sales funnels, marketing in particular. Uh, Russell Brunson is clearly, you know, the expert in that field. Something dot something. Yeah, uh, .com secrets. Yes. Any of his books, I highly recommend. They're short reads, yeah. but they're great just to give you that perspective and understand the industry a little bit better. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's certainly a lot out there, his affiliates that, that offer great literature as well. Okay. And um, any interesting things that we should know about you? Interesting things. So I'm a baller. I, I love playing basketball. Oh, okay. And I think I shared this with you, Dave, but I, um, I'm huge on basketball and volleyball. And I just, I love the sport of basketball just because it's so much more to it than, than what it looks like. For me, you know, I'm watching it and 
and my wife's like sitting next to me we're watching the Sixers game and she's like they're just shooting a ball into a hoop like are we re- like serious about this right now <laughs> like they're like, they're like yeah. seven feet tall they're shooting a ball in a hoop I'm like no, no no you don't understand when you watch a game of basketball and I get the chills thinking about this because I think about my head coach yeah. don't watch the ball watch everyone else yeah. and I think a lot of people forget that in whether it's running a business whether it's running a family you know or your lifestyle whatever it is don't watch the main focus you know or don't focus on what the main thing is going on what about all the side things that are happening mm-hmm. someone sets a pick or there's a potential step back so you know the, you have a double team happening you know there's there's other things happening throughout the game of basketball that I truly enjoy and when I'm playing I am Dave I'm like a beast I will go out and <laughs> often do you play I play uh probably four times a week whoa yeah that's a lot yeah and i don't know what it is i mean maybe it's because i'm young but my durability is is pretty good so thank god i've not gotten injured but where do you play i play at the newtown athletic club okay bucks county okay and what's like i said what's what's enjoyable about it to me just like i let my mind go and just and just kind of and and just kind of go with the flow with it so it just gets you centered once you start shooting, even if it's just free throws by yourself. Exactly. Or layups or whatever. Yeah. And it's also during that time, you know, from doing this in high school to now playing as an adult, I've just learned a lot from about myself, whether it's patience, whether it's, you know, sometimes it could be you're angry, sometimes you're upset at yourself. And I think that's you know, kind of helped a little bit, a sliver of, of who I am today. So do you play more better? Do you play better when you're more angry? So I think some people do. I don't. I no. I actually play a lot better when my groove is like, is when I'm just doing the shots that I know I can make and, and I don't force things. So, so I, I kind of take that into account all the time. Like, if I'm forcing something or I'm angry, I'm trying to get revenge. Oh, this guy just pulled up a three against me, and now yeah. I need to like get back at him. That's why I'm never good at my game. Oh, we're like the total opposite. As <laughs> really? soon as I get fouled or whatever, or yeah. I'm just like in rage mode, and it's like <laughs> it's all just uh, muscle memory at that point. I don't even right. Yeah. Y- yeah, and I mean another interesting thing about me. I mean, you know, you can find this on LinkedIn. You can find this on on Facebook. So I actually served. In the Israel Defense Forces, about uh, over six six years ago, um, this was before my uh, studies and, and all that. So I decided to join uh, and volunteer. This is for about a year and a half, and I also learned a lot about who I am today. I served in combat, and I really you know enjoyed it a lot. What I enjoyed about it the most is just you know again. It goes back to like anger, you know, patience, all that stuff is I do the best of my job when I'm at full control. Mm-hmm. So I think like, you know, you can learn this from anything, you know, whether you play chess or you <laughs> poker, poker, oh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't even, I don't even touch <laughs> poker. <laughs> okay. And now uh, you were doing that for a year and a half, you said, or yeah. Okay, cool. And where were you at? Like location wise? I was all over the country of Israel. Okay. So, you know, and, and. At the time, you know, like I said, I was I was serving combat, okay. but really just protecting borders, and you know that was that was part of my I contribution. See. I see, that's awesome. 
What's the one skill that you want to work on next year? I would say the one skill that I would love to work on, truthfully, mm-hmm. is public speaking. Oh. Yeah. Are you in like Toastmasters or something? I, I'm not into that. I, you know, it's funny. I actually, so I went to high school here yeah. in Philly, former arts high school. So I majored in acting and filmmaking. I have no issue going in front of people and talking, yeah. but I don't do enough of it. You know, maybe uh, I should, maybe I should be a part of that. Maybe I, or maybe learn that skill of, of how to construct a presentation. I'd love to just, you know, offer a course, a free course to teach people digital marketing. Maybe that'd be a great way to get some leads as well. Yeah. But I would just love to learn that skill because it's one thing, you know, okay, I can go up and talk to people and point at a a board. But it's another thing. How do you engage with people? I saw Tony Robbins, like I mentioned, at this real estate expo, and he just grabs people. I mean, like, not literally. Sometimes he but, (laughs) but like, literally grab people into his presentation. And it's just so much more than, like, him just talking. It's like, at this point, you're so enthralled by what he's saying. So I'd love to learn that as a skill. Maybe not public speaking is it is the skill, right. but more like engaged speaking. Right. If that makes sense. No, I get it. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean Tony Robbins is also like seven feet tall or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would not take up the room like he is. <laughs> yeah, he's got those gigantic like hands and just kept clapping and stuff. But uh, <laughs> where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, so you can go onto uh, my LinkedIn page, you know, Daniel Peretz. I don't know the link by heart, but I'm sure it's like 247 or whatever it is. And how do you spell uh, that last name again? It's P-E-R-E-T-Z. Okay. And uh, you could also find us at clickconnectmedia.com. Uh, if you're a restaurant, you could check out some of our new service and products at restaurants.clickconnectmedia.com. And you can also find us on Facebook as well. And, you know, if you if you ever have any questions, you can message me on LinkedIn. Feel free to do so. But, okay. yeah. All right. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Thanks for the interview. All right. Thanks, David. All right.